0: I love self-help. I love personal development. I love all of those things and spirituality. So I am going to share with you today four books that have really shaken things up for me so much that I actually try to read them every year, if possible. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio and this is episode number 187. Welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. I am your host, Dr. Yami, board-certified pediatrician, certified lifestyle medicine physician, certified health and wellness coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, and human being. I passionately believe in the power of diet, habits, and mindset in sparking and sustaining well-being and joy in our lives. This podcast combines expert interviews and thoughtful monologues to explore plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, parenting, mindset, and other exciting and fun topics. I hope that these episodes inspire you, uplift you, and equip you with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Welcome back, veggie lovers, to another episode of Veggie Doctor Radio. There's only two episodes left in 2021. How are you feeling? Are you feeling relaxed? You got your shopping list done? You got everything prepared? All your lists checked off? Are you stressed? Are you irritated? Are you exhausted? How are you feeling? Well, I'll tell you that I used to get really stressed about the holidays so much that I actually would start to feel my blood pressure going up when I would hear Christmas music. But now that we've been practicing minimalism for a few years and I took the pressure off of myself to try to do all of the things and buy all of the things and make everything perfect for everyone, I've slowly started letting Christmas music seep back into my life earlier and earlier, so much so that I've actually been enjoying some of the Peloton holiday rides as my cool downs at the end of my hard pushes. I've been putting like little 10 or 15 minute holiday rides at the end and they just put me in a good mood. I think that's a good sign. I think I'm healing from the overdoing it of the Christmas season. And I hope that you're feeling good. So just know that whatever happens, the pendulum swings, I tend to go from one extreme to the other. I was either all in or I didn't want any part of it. So I think now it's starting to come back to the middle and hopefully things will feel more balanced. Last week, I released an episode on cognitive distortions. Did you find that episode helpful? What do you think? Have you started to notice the cognitive distortions coming into your thoughts and to your brain, especially during a stressful time like this? I'd love to know, so email me, yami, y-a-m-i, at dryami.com, d-o-c-t-o-r-y-a-m-i.com. Let me know what you're thinking of my episodes. And you know, it's the end of the year, so the end of the year, I get reflective, I get contemplative. I start reviewing, assessing what I've done in this year, what I wanna do for the next year. I like that feeling of a refresh. I think over the past few years, I've toned it down so I don't make these like huge goals that make me feel stressed. It's more, what do I wanna do more of? What do I wanna take away? What do I wanna be more of? Who do I wanna be with? Those kinds of things but my amazing podcast producer, Alejandra, she thought it might be good for me to share some of my favorite books. And I think this is a great idea because this is maybe a side of me that some of you don't know about, but I do have a side of me that is very (laughs) non-evidence-based. Of the book, you know, just a little tidbit from the book, some excerpts and why I think it's changed my life the way it, it has. And well, I guess a disclaimer is that none of these have to do anything with plant-based nutrition or lifestyle medicine or any like nutrition science or any of that stuff. This is completely different. It's more personal development, spirituality. So um, just know that. So if you're not into that stuff, then don't listen to this episode. If you do want my recommendation on my favorite plant-based books and plant-based documentaries, I actually have an episode on that. It's episode 108B from July of 2020, and that's called my plant-based starter kit. So it is my favorite books, favorite documentaries, especially for people that are new to the journey and want to learn the foundation to get started. Okay. So that's episode 108 B from July, 2020, but this is going to be four books. And there's a lot because I love reading. In fact, I wish that somebody would just pay me to read, reflect upon what I've read, podcast, and make videos. That would be my dream come true. So If you are looking to hire somebody to do that, that's in the job description. Give me a ring. All right. Okay. So like I said, I'm going to give a brief summary of each book, read a few excerpts, and we'll definitely link the book in the show notes. So it's easy for you to find. All of these books are available in paperback, audiobook, and ebook. So whatever form of reading you like to do, you can find these books. I'm going to show you my paperback copies if you are watching the video version of this on YouTube. Okay. So the first book is called Essentialism by Greg McEwen. I love this book so much. And the author, Greg McKeown, I have interviewed him on this podcast. He's amazing. He has other books as well but this is a first book for him. It was published in 2014. If you want to hear more from this author, I recorded an episode with him. It is episode number 129. All right. So this book I first listened to with my husband. We were on a car trip. I think it's when we were going to Yellowstone and we listened to it on the way there. And it shook me so hard that I immediately ordered the paperback so that I could sit down and read it and underline and take notes. It's a medium length book. It's not too long, 246 pages. Very easy to read, but it does have quite a few concepts. It's packed with concepts. So this is the summary from... Amazon, quote, the way of the essentialist isn't about getting more done in less time. It's about getting only the right things done. It's not a time management strategy or a productivity technique. It is a systematic discipline for discerning what is absolutely essential, then eliminating everything that is not so we can make the highest possible contribution towards the things that really matter. By forcing us to apply a more selective criteria for what is essential, the disciplined pursuit of less empowers us to reclaim control of our own choices about where to spend our precious time and energy instead of giving others the implicit permission to choose for us. Essentialism is not one more thing. It's a whole new way of doing everything. It's about doing less, but better in every area of our lives. Essentialism is a movement whose time has come, end quote. So basically what it means to me is learning a way to discern and decide what is most important in your life, focusing on that and reducing or eliminating everything else. I will be the first one to say, and even when I interviewed Greg for my podcast, I admitted I am... I am not an essentialist. I strive to become one, but I kind of am a maximalist. You know, like I want to do all of the things sometimes and that wears me down and it makes me less effective in all of the things. So I strive to practice essentialism and it is something I value, but I do need constant reminders. I need to constantly get myself back on track with it. And that's why I love this book so much because for me, it's very important. I know that when I practice life this way, it feels more peaceful. It feels more centered. It feels more focused. It feels more present. But like I said, I need constant reminders, which is why I need to read this book every year. He breaks it down into four parts. One is essence, which basically is defining what an essentialist is. Two is explore. How do you figure out what is essential? Three is eliminate. How do you cut out what is not essential to you? And four is execute, how basically you apply this system to your life. So let me just read a few little excerpts from the book. This is similar to the summary. Quote, essentialism is not about how to get more things done, it's about how to get the right things done. It doesn't mean just doing less for the sake of less either. It's about making the wisest possible investment of your time and energy in order to operate at your highest point of contribution by doing only what is essential, end quote. He also says, quote, only once you give yourself permission to stop trying to do it all, to stop saying yes to everyone, can you make your highest contribution towards the things that really matter, end quote. And then this is towards the end of the book, and this is the focus chapter. I really like this paragraph at the end of this page. When faced with so many tasks and obligations that you can't figure out which to tackle first, stop. Take a deep breath. Get present in the moment and ask yourself, what is the most important this very second? Not what's most important tomorrow or even an hour from now. If you're not sure, make a list of everything vying for your attention and cross off anything that is not important right now, end quote. All right, so how has it changed my life? Like I said, it blew my mind, first of all, that I felt like maybe someone needed to give me permission to start practicing my life this way. And I'm like, oh, okay, other people do this? Okay. And it might actually help me feel more calm and peaceful and centered. All right, I'm going to go for it. So some of the things that I actually have changed based on this book is deprioritizing email. You may know this if you've ever emailed me. Sorry, not sorry. But really, I mean, it's just too much. It's too much to handle. And I feel like a lot of people, when they send emails, they expect this immediate response. And I just get so much emails from certain entities where you can tell that the expectation is that I reply. But there's a lot that I don't even reply to. And it's just because I've deprioritized email in my life. And I have autoresponders so that when people email me, they know I may not reply right away and what's the best way to reach me. The other thing I've done is to use more buffers. I am the kind of person that he describes in the book, the non-essentialist, that pretty much tries to get stuff done. I'm multitasking all the time up to the very last minute of going to my next thing. So one thing I've done is to implement the use of more buffers, and try to leave more time in between tasks, even though in my brain it feels inefficient. Like my brain's like, no, don't do that. Be more efficient. But I know it's going to give me more breathing space and I know that things run over and I know that I'm going to want that time for whatever reason. So I have made it a habit to add more time. So if I have a meeting that ends at 10, instead of planning my next thing at 10, now I plan it 10, 15, 10, 20, or even 10, 30, to leave that buffer and it really has made a big difference. I feel way less rushed. I've learned a little bit more in my life to set boundaries step by step to determine what's right for me, what's not right for me. And also learning how to say no. I think that's hard for a lot of people and he actually gives scripts, which is great. And I have started practicing some of those things. Basically, one of those is if someone asks you to do that, You can say, instead of saying yes or no right away, you can say, let me check my calendar and get back to you. And that gives you that little space to actually determine, do I really want to do this before you get back to to them? Another one is, yes, I'd love to, but at this time, I just don't have my, one thing that I say is I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the space in my calendar for that. So you're giving a positive affirmation that Thank you for reaching out for me. Thank you for asking me that. I would love to do that, but I just can't do that right now. So, but there's other examples that he gives there. So, if you're a person that finds it hard to say no, definitely read those sections of the book. One thing that he talks about is sleep. And that just reinforces my sleep habits because I've always been, not always, but since I got out of residency, (laughs) I've prioritized my sleep because I know how important it is and how it affects me if I don't get good sleep. And one of the things that I just realized and remembered is this is where I got the concept of life editing. And in the book, he talks about an editor of a movie and how you can apply that to your life. You can decide what you're going to cut out, what you're going to recommit to, what you're going to add, but mostly what you're going to cut out because the movie usually becomes better with the cutting process, not the adding process. So that is Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Check it out if it seems like that is something that you need in your life. All right. The next one is called The Four Agreements. And this book is by Don Miguel Ruiz. And this one is where it might start getting a little bit out there for some of you. It is a popular book. It's been around since 1997. A lot of people have read it. It's super short. If you're watching on YouTube, it's very short very easy to read see it's like 140 pages something like that but small little pages very easy to read and the concepts are very easy to understand i think however the concepts are they're simple but they may be difficult to implement just because the human brain doesn't necessarily work that way so it's like something we have to retrain ourselves for And now for a very important message. Hey veggie lover, if you are looking for free resources to guide you on your plant-based and healthy living journey, go to dryami.com forward slash free for tons of free downloadable PDFs. Hundreds of people have taken advantage of my tips to help them reduce meat and dairy consumption, navigate eating out, and build satisfying plant-based meals. Download one or download them all. And don't forget to share with friends and family. DrYami.com forward slash free. And now back to the episode. The summary I'm going to read out is actually a review that was posted on Amazon Kindle by P. Randall Cohan. Quote, sit at the foot of a native elder And listen, as great wisdom of days long past is passed down. In the Four Agreements, shamanic teacher and healer Don Miguel Ruiz exposes self-limiting beliefs and presents a simple yet effective code of personal conduct learned from his Toltec ancestors. Full of grace and simple truth, this handsomely designed book makes a lovely gift for anyone making an elementary change in life. And it reads in a voice that you would expect from an indigenous shaman. The four agreements are these be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. Always do your best. It's the how and why one should do these things that make the four agreements worth reading and remembering. All right. So those are the four agreements. And essentially in this book, there's an intro Intro chapter, and then there's a chapter in each one of the four agreements. And again, they are be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. Easier said than done. <laughs> so let me just read a few excerpts from this book, and then I'll tell you how it's affected me in my life. This is from the first agreement, be impeccable with your word, and that chapter. The first agreement is the most important one and also the most difficult one to honor, he says. And then he says, quote, the word is not just a sound or a written symbol. The word is a force. It is the power you have to express and communicate, to think, and thereby to create the events in your life. He goes on to say, but like a sword with two edges, your word can create the most beautiful dream or your word can destroy everything around you, end quote. Okay, and then from the second agreement, which is don't take anything personally. Quote, what causes you to be trapped is what we call personal importance. Personal importance or taking things personally is the maximum expression of selfishness because we make the assumption that everything is about me. End quote. Ouch. Oh, does that ring true? It does for me. And I've seen in my life ways where I have taken things personally, where I was really just thinking about myself. I'll talk more about that in a little bit. Hey humans, I know you wanna eat healthier but feel strapped for time. And even the thought of meal planning and cooking stresses you out. Well, have you considered trying a meal kit service? Green Chef is a number one meal kit for eating well, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing and convenient meals that make it easy to stick to a healthy living routine find recipes for every lifestyle, including plant-based diets. Green Chef delivers quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients, including low added sugar and sodium smart options. You get to choose from 80 plus flavor packed options that allow you to take back time in your kitchen with dinner ready in 30 minutes and lunch in 10. Try 15 plus new recipes every week. But here's the best part. Green Chef delivers everything you need to make convenient, wholesome, and delicious meals directly to your doorstep. Each meal kit includes pre-measured ingredients, as well as some produce that comes already pre-chopped, and custom sauces that are pre-made in-house. They also provide the recipe cards, and the meals are really simple to make. It's a delicious, fresh, home-cooked meal without the hassle. What I love the most about Green Chef is that it takes the stress out of cooking. The recipes are easy to follow and everything you need is included, so even the less experienced cooks in your house can make a delicious home-cooked meal. It's perfect for those seasons in your life that you're really busy with your kids' sports and school events, hello spring, and time is limited. Especially if you want fresh, home-cooked, healthy meals, Put on the table. So if you're feeling frustrated by the lack of time to eat healthy and you are ready to try Green Chef and see how easily you can integrate it into your healthy lifestyle, go to greenchef.com forward slash I am human50 and use code I am human50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com forward slash I am human five zero and use the code I am human five zero to get fifty percent off plus twenty percent off your next two months. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Equilibria is a woman owned wellness brand with products intended to bring your mind and body back in harmony. They consider themselves a by women and for women company, and they now offer a nutrient dense green powder called Daily NutriGreens. Myself and my staff here at Nourish Wellness all tried the Daily Nutrigreens greens and we loved it. The Daily Nutrigreens greens contain an immune, antioxidant, and detox blend, along with prebiotics, probiotics, and over 35 fruits and veggies. It also contains other important nutrients such as B12, iron, zinc, and selenium. The Daily Greens are certified organic and all you have to do is mix it with water, but you can also easily add to your smoothies, your oatmeal, or your baked goods. The daily NutriGreens greens are vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. And another bonus is that the packaging is compostable. Yay! When I tried the Apple Banana Daily nutra greens I was surprised by the pleasant and mild flavor. It was easy to prepare and drink and didn't leave any aftertaste. And I felt great afterwards. It's really easy to create a daily ritual around your green drink, integrate it into your daily self-care routine. A green powder is one way to fill the gap in daily nutrition and is an easy and convenient way to get in your greens. These powders are a great way to add more nutrients into your diet during busy times, travel, and transitions in life when you don't have time or access to fresh green veggies. If you're interested in trying Equilibria's Daily Nutri head to myeq.com and use code Yami. that's D-R-Y-A-M-I, for 15% off Equilibria's Daily Nutri and much more. That's myeq.com and use code DRYAMI, D-R-Y-A-M-I, at checkout for 15% off site-wide today.
1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: Quote, even when a situation seems so personal, even if others insult you directly, it has nothing to do with you. What they say, what they do, and the opinions they give are according to the agreements they have in their own minds. Their point of view comes from all the programming they received during domestication end quote and in that first chapter he explains all what that means and living in the dream and all of this artificial constructs basically that we've created okay from the third agreement which is don't make assumptions quote the problem with making assumptions is that we believe they are truth end quote quote all the sadness and drama you have lived in your life was rooted in making assumptions and taking things personally end quote Quote, it is better to ask questions than to make an assumption because assumptions set us up for suffering, end quote. All right. And then from the final agreement, always do your best. Quote, under any circumstance, always do your best, no more and no less. But keep in mind that your best is never going to be the same from one moment to the next. Everything is alive and changing all the time. So your best will sometimes be high quality and other times it will not be as good, end quote. All right, so this gives you a little taste of this book. I love this book. I've had my older son read it and he was able to start applying the four agreements, these concepts, these very powerful principles and concepts right away. Also point out when I wasn't really applying them. That's what happens when you live with a teenager though, you know, you gotta be careful what you teach them. So, how has it changed my life? Well, let me just tell a story <laughs> that's going to incriminate me, but I had a situation with a friend that really hurt my feelings. <laughs> I, feel, I sound like a little kid. but basically, there was a situation where they were going to come visit, and at the last minute, they changed their mind, and because of something they said, I assumed that it was because of my lifestyle. AKA eating a vegan diet because this was around the holidays. And it literally cut me to the core, to the fact, to the point where I was crying on the couch, feeling sorry for myself, like all of this stuff. And after I read this book, I was able to look back in the situation and realized how I had created so much suffering from myself. I really think that the don't take anything personally and don't make assumptions, agreements, those two principles are the biggest lessons for me because I am the selfish one that always assumes that things are about me because I am very egocentric and I am the center of this universe. So I do assume things are about me, but that does bring a lot of suffering. Also, I think making assumptions, we do that all of the time and we create this the story, we create like a whole storyline around things and it creates a lot of suffering. So I think a lot of us can learn from these concepts because as humans, we want to fill in the missing pieces. We want to fill in the details and we also want to be part of the tribe. So we make these assumptions, we take things personally, and it leads to a lot of pain and suffering that doesn't need to be there. I'm not going to say that I'm great at the other two agreements. I'm not great at keeping an impeccable word, but I try my best and I've definitely improved on it. And I love the concept of doing your best and that it doesn't, it's not the same every day. Like your best changes from day to day. The most important thing is to keep stepping up and keep trying to do your best. So I think that if you really learn and apply these four principles, you will feel more peaceful and centered. It just, there's no other option than for it to help you in your life. So I think that this book is definitely worth a read. Check it out. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, also available on all of the ways you can listen, read, and share. All right, the next one, I made these in order of like most conventional to least conventional. So if it starts to get a little bit too new agey or spiritual for you, you know, that's fine. Take it or leave it. Take what you like, leave the rest. So this next book is called Psycho Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. And guess what? This book was published in 1960. And just please keep in mind, first of all, that it was written in 1960. And second of all, that it was written by a man in the 1960s, a white man in the 1960s, not just a white man, but a white surgeon in the 1960s. However, I don't even remember how I found out about this book, but it blew my mind. It literally blew my mind. It's just, wow, so incredible. And I really love it. So basically this book is about the importance of self-image and how it can direct your life. It also has some foundations in cognitive behavioral psychology because it does teach us the link between our thoughts and our emotions and how those emotions can lead lead to outcomes in our life. What's kind of fascinating is how this doctor started making some, some connections between appearance and how people felt about themselves. So basically, he was a plastic surgeon, okay, a plastic surgeon, and he started making some connections. One was pretty obvious and something that a lot of people notice is that when he would do plastic surgery on somebody, they would go from a negative self-image to a positive self-image. Be like, okay, well, you know, your nose looks different. Your ears look different. That scar is removed and you feel better about yourself. Great. So now you, you act different, you know, but what he the other two things that he noticed were things that weren't lining up with that, but all kind of made sense in his brain as coming from the same place. He also noticed that sometimes he would do surgery on somebody and they would look drastically different, but their self image would not change. They were still acting like that person that looked differently and felt bad about their appearance, even though their appearance was radically different. Okay. Then the third thing he noticed is that there were some people that looked a certain way or that had, quote, battle scars or whatever about their appearance who did not have a negative self-image. So I hope that you're understanding where this is leading, which is basically the way that we act and feel about ourselves is something that we decide and we believe in our brains. It doesn't have to be tied to our appearance at all. I mean, it doesn't have to be tied to anything. It could be something that we decide and we act and embody. Our self-image can be something that we actually create, which is so cool. So reading this book really cemented for me the power of our thoughts and our beliefs in directing our path in life, which is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about working with children. And supporting them in this healthy and strong self-image you know um this book is it's a it's pretty dense you know it's first of all it's written in 1960s so the language is a little bit different so it might be harder for some people it might take you a little bit longer it's 15 chapters it's almost 300 pages and now for a very important message Hey mama, if you are feeling frustrated about mealtime battles, worried that your child isn't eating enough or eating enough vegetables, afraid that your child is going to get some awful deficiency or disease because of the lack of diversity in their diet, I wrote a book that might be for you. A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy is available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook through all major online booksellers. Did you know that most children are born with the innate ability to eat the appropriate amount of food to satisfy their hunger and support appropriate growth? Despite this, parents are still anxious and confused about how much and what to feed their children. In addition, many children are labeled as picky eaters or develop behaviors such as hiding and sneaking food. There's also a growing epidemic of dieting behaviors and eating disorders beginning at alarmingly young ages. In my book, you'll learn the five pillars of healthy eating, how to apply intuitive eating through all the stages of development, lifestyle habits that support healthy eating and body image, a Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy, available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook through all major online booksellers. Are you ready for a fresh approach to feeding your child? For more information, visit dryami.com forward slash book. And now, back to the episode. There are a lot of things in here that the concepts get repeated over and over again, so you probably don't have to read the whole thing to get the gist of it, but I do recommend this book, and I'm just going to read a few little excerpts from this book. Quote, The self-image is our own conception of the sort of person I am. It has been built up from our own beliefs about ourselves, but most of these beliefs about ourselves of ourselves have unconsciously been formed from our past experiences, our successes and failures, our humiliations, our triumphs, and the way other people have reacted to us, especially in early childhood, End quote. Quote, the secret is this to really live. That is to find life reasonably satisfying. You must have an adequate and realistic self-image that you can live with. You must find yourself acceptable to you. You must have a wholesome self-esteem. You must have a self that you can trust and believe in. You must have a self that you are not ashamed to be and one that you can feel free to express creatively rather than to hide or cover up. You must have a self that corresponds to reality so that you can function effectively in a real world. You must know yourself, both your strengths and your weaknesses and be honest with yourself concerning both. Your self-image must be a reasonable approximation of you being neither more than you are, nor less than you are, end quote. Quote, changing your self-image does not mean changing yourself or improving yourself, but changing your own mental picture, your own estimation, conception, and realization of that self, end quote. And then in this part, he's talking about success and success syndrome. And this is what he says about that quote, real success never hurt anyone striving for goals, which are important to you, not as status symbols, but because they are consistent with your own deep inner wants is healthful. Striving for real success for your success through creative accomplishments brings a deep inner satisfaction. Striving for a phony success to please others brings a phony satisfaction. And then this is a part where it, you really see that he's connecting that idea of thoughts and emotions and how emotions can lead to actions. Quote, it is well to get clearly in your mind. The fact that our disturbed feelings, our anger, hostility, fear, anxiety, insecurity are caused by our own responses, not by externals response means tension. Lack of response means relaxation It has been proved in scientific laboratory experiments that you absolutely cannot feel angry, fearful, anxious, insecure, unsafe, as long as your muscles remain perfectly relaxed. And he goes on to say, thus, relaxation is nature's own tranquilizer, which erects a psychic screen or umbrella between you and the disturbing stimulus, end quote. A final quote on that. Quote, above all, keep in mind and hammer it home to yourself that the key to the matter of whether you are disturbed, tranquil, fearful, or composed is not the external stimulus, whatever it may be, but your own response and reaction. Your own response is what makes you feel fearful, anxious, and secure. If you do not respond at all, but just let the telephone ring. It is impossible for you to feel disturbed regardless of what is happening around you. Be like the promontory against which the waves continually break, but it stands firm and tames the fury of the water around it, said Marcus Aurelius, End quote. So that's Psycho Cybernetics. I really just enjoyed this book. Like I said, it blew my mind. I couldn't believe that somebody was writing about this in the 60s and really understanding how these things are related to each other. Okay. The final book is the most non-traditional and most spiritual. And this book is called Dying to Be Me, My Journey from Cancer to Near Death to True Healing by Anita Morjani. And I cannot remember again, how I learned about this book, or I feel like it was a friend who told me about this book, but it's really great. So it was published in 2012, and for me, reading this book every year feels like putting on a warm blanket and sinking deep down into the knowing that everything is going to be okay in life, and in death, and in anything in between, before or after. And I feel like I need a reminder for that a lot because I tend to take life very, very seriously, and get caught up in my own artificial constructs. So basically, this book is about a woman's near-death experience and what it taught her about herself and the purpose of life. But in the end, it's really a book about love, self-love, loving others. And there's not too many quotes I pulled from this book, just because it's a story. And I really just want you to read this. If this sounds like it's up your alley and you like things like this, I really recommend it because it just, oh, it feels so good to read this book. I'm going to take a few quotes from the end of the book, a couple of quotes from the ends of the book, just so you kind of get a gist of where it ends up. NDE also stands for, it's abbreviation for near death experience. Okay. So quote, in my NDE state, I realized that the entire universe is composed of unconditional love. And I'm an expression of this. Every atom, molecule, quark, and tetraquark tetraquark, is made of love. I can be nothing else because this is my essence and the nature of the entire universe. Even things that seem negative are all part of the infinite unconditional spectrum of love. In fact, universal life force energy is love. And I'm composed of universal energy. Realizing this made me understand that I didn't have to try to become someone else in order to be worthy. I already am all that I could attempt to be. Similarly, when we know that we are love, we don't need to work at being loving towards others. Instead, we just have to be true to ourselves and we become instruments of loving energy, which touches everyone we come in contact with, End quote. And then here's another one, quote, Unconditional self-love increases my energy tremendously and the universe acts in kind. The external world mirrors what we feel about ourselves. By letting go of any negative self-judgment, we allow our world to transform. And as it does so, we'll be able to feel greater and greater trust. The more we're able to trust, the more we're able to let go of trying to control the outcome. When we try to move with this flow, rather than adhere dogmatically to the doctrines of others or the beliefs we once had that no longer serve us, we more accurately reflect who and what we truly are, End quote. And at the beginning of the book, she, at the this other side the back side of her dedication to the book she writes i believe that the greatest truths of the universe don't lie outside in the study of the stars and the planets they lie deep within us in the magnificence of our heart mind and soul until we understand what is within we can't understand what is without i share my story here in the hope of touching your heart in some way and reminding you of your own magnificence Uh, I love this book so much. Dying to be me by Anita Morjani. Okay, so just to recap the four books, Essentialism by Greg McKeown, Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz, and Dying to be me by Anita Morjani. And I will be reading that actually probably starting tonight. I'm going to start my 2022 reading now. So, thank you all for listening. I hope this was helpful. If you've read these books and you like them and you have takeaways, let me know. These are my takeaways and why I love them. And I hope that you are enjoying the holiday spirit, spending time with family, but also getting your fruits, veggies, beans, nuts, and seeds in there and whole grains, of course. So, thank you so much, my veggie lovers, for tuning in. And I hope that you have a very fantastic day.